0: Good morning, everyone. It is the 27th of September. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Asim Kadri. Results have been coming in from the general election in Germany, and they point to a marginal victory for the centre-left. It's still too early to predict the shape of the likely coalition there, but the Greens and the business-friendly FPD will be the key power brokers. And it could be that far from retiring, Angela Merkel will remain in place well into next year. Two big stories dominated financial markets last week. The first was the U.S. Federal Reserve meeting. And then there was the continuing meltdown at Chinese property giant Evergrande. Looking at the Fed first, there was a decidedly hawkish shift in Fed messaging. Tapering of their bond buying program could begin as early as November and then be completed by the middle of next year. And it seems an increasing number of Fed governors are now looking for interest rates to rise sometime in 2022. We had a similar message from from the Bank of England. Now, bond markets continually adjust their expectations on this. But in recent weeks, we've seen quite a significant steepening of the yield curve, as we did earlier in this year. A steepening yield curve means that longer term bond yields move up faster than shorter term bond yields. And that is an indication of a belief that interest rates will be rising. As seen then, there have been fast evolving events at Evergrande, the Chinese property developer. It has the highest level of debt of any property company in the world. It appears they have a crucial interest payment this
1: week. Hi Lorna. Yes, that's right. So as you alluded to, investors in an Evergrande offshore bond reported that it did not receive an interest payment that was due last week. So the $83.5 million payment had not been paid by the Friday noon deadline in Hong Kong, although the company has a 30-day grace period before the failure to repay officially leads to a default. So as has been widely reported over recent days, the company is in the midst of an unfolding crisis within the Chinese property sector as the government seeks to crack down on excessive borrowing by property developers and lower the extent of the speculative bubbles that have driven up residential property prices in recent years. But these deepening worries led to significant selling in the broader Asian debt market, as well as volatility in the Chinese equity market amid concerns that a potential default could trigger a larger slowdown in the Chinese economy. And more broadly, the liquidity issues faced by Evergrande represent the latest regulatory risk for global investors in China after previous curbs in the technology and education spaces. And as he mentioned, Evergrande has a significant amount of outstanding debt, around $300 billion in total, and further deadlines such as the one last week will be due in the coming weeks and months. So clearly the pressure will continue to ramp up.
0: Yes, the so same- Many things at play here. How do you see this situation playing
1: out? So, I think the key is whether they receive access to fresh funding by the Chinese government. So, last Thursday morning, the People's Bank of China injected 110 billion renminbi into the financial system, which was the largest liquidity boost in eight months. So, it does appear that the Chinese government is looking to intervene and is watching the situation closely. But I still think it waits to be seen to what extent they will intervene going forward. So, on one hand, clearly they will want to protect the Chinese citizens affected by potential default and they will likely want to limit the risk of other real estate firms going under. But at the same time, as mentioned earlier, the government have been trying to rein in excessive borrowing by developers and they won't want to dilute that message. So clearly it's a tough balance that policymakers have to strike over the coming weeks. However, without access to fresh funding, Evergrande will likely find it difficult to meet its financial obligations. So I think the other unknown is to what extent there will be a spillover to other financial sectors globally. In my view, the likelihood of the crisis spreading beyond pioneer is fairly limited as the linkage of Evergrande's debt to other global financial sectors is modest. Nonetheless, it will be important to keep an eye on some typical barometers of market stress.
0: That was very helpful. Thank you. And I think financial markets will all be closely watching the situation here. If we look at the week ahead, are there any critical dates this coming week on Evergrande's agenda?
1: Yes, there's another interest payment due this Wednesday for a $45 million payment on a bond, which is maturing in three years. So the market will certainly be keeping an eye on whether it also misses that payment. And of course, more generally, over the coming days and weeks, the key is to watch to what extent the Chinese government intervenes and seeks to assist Evergrande.
0: Yes, otherwise we're looking at developments in the political situation in Germany and of course after the flash September PMIs released last week, we'll get confirmation of these data on Friday. It seems there is a continued slide from historically high levels. We'd expect that to continue after declining confidence over the summer. Thank you then, Asim, very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna.